everyone. This is Bedroom Artists Talk. I am Adishu and with me is David Tenney. Hey everybody, what's good? Welcome to our podcast where we're going to talk about everything that has to do with coming up in the industry, being an independent artist, everything around it from writing to producing. And uh, you can join us live every week on Sunday, 10 p.m. Uh, Central European time to be there live. You can ask questions. You can join us live on Twitch. But you can also follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Let's get into it. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about songs and structures. One of actually my favorite topics, you know how much I love to talk about structure and building and having like little Lego blocks that you move around in your song and shit. So great topics. Love it. Love it. Okay. So I have a question. If Mm -hmm. you, if you like had to explain to somebody who knows nothing about music, Mm -hmm. like what would you tell them if they're like, I keep hearing about like verses and choruses. What's that? Like, how would you explain a verse to somebody who had no idea about music? That's, um, I, I, this is hard because you're trying to explain music with words. It's weird, but I just wanted to see what you can come up with. Cause I think it's an interesting question. Like what's, okay. a, what's a verse? Do you have an answer for it? <laughs> I would say a verse. It's, it's difficult. Um, so you have <laughs> a friend mm-hmm. and you kind of have, you know, you kind of have like those two things or that one thing you always talk about your friend with, you know, like mm-hmm. whenever we're talking about, we're going to get to music at some point, but there's other things we could be talking about. We could be talking about how airplanes work or how your day was today. So something that's related to like our relationship that we have. Um, but not music. So that for me would be the verses, just something to keep the conversation moving forward. But eventually you're going to get to that part that's that you're always going to go to, which in my case would be the pre-chorus. So that's like, that's the one thing you're always going to end up at. And then everything else around it is kind of filler to kind of get you to that point. So if you say, hey, I heard this thing about how airplanes work, and when I was, uh, you know, on my way home from the train station, and then I started thinking about writing a song about it. And so, like, that part where you're going from the topic and kind of slowly drifting mm-hmm. into music, that to me would be the pre-chorus. That's like you're going from, like, something that keeps the mo- the story moving forward to kind of, like, drifting into that always topic. For, for us, it would be music. So that's how I would explain it to, to somebody. I actually thought about an explanation as well now okay go ahead give me an idea so the if we're talking about lyrics the yeah verses so far like in my mind it was like story the -hmm. overall structure okay lyrics something else the verses lyric wise the verses would be the storytelling part yeah the chorus would be the conclusion or like Mm. the you know the Mm -hmm. important point the point that you're trying to get across and then the bridge would be the either a plot twist Mm, i like plot twist yeah i like i like that because like in a lot of songs 
um, also in like our songs, like Halloween, the whole song was pretty much the same instrumentation, the same kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. And then in the bridge, I just wanted to switch it up, like different snare, different kick, um, no bass, something like Mm -hmm. that. So I think plot twist, like you have a story, you talk to your friend about it. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. he brings up, hey, by the way, my grandma died. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, the bridge. Twist, yeah. Just like throw throw something in there that kind of blows up the whole thing. But I wouldn't say it's a plot twist in every song, lyric wise, because sometimes it's the plot twist, but sometimes yeah, sure. it's just like a thinking part or asking more questions mm-hmm. part. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. That's true, but like okay, so that's that's big big picture structure where you have like your song. And then you start breaking down your song into different parts. Like that's the mm-hmm. first type of structure and, and structure that we usually think about. Um, I actually think about that um, a while ago I started listening to more um, classical music, some soundtracks and stuff. And they kind of have a different different type of structure. So for example, in, in movie soundtracks, it's not so much about that the that the music itself has a lot of structure to it but it's a it's supposed to support the the story and the structure on screen so if there's a plot twist on screen the the music most likely is going to reflect that so it's not just about in that case we have like eight bars or 16 bars of chorus now there's supposed to be a bridge it's about hey something unexpected on screen is happening and now the music has to support that so when you listen to that kind of music, I think structure is seen a little bit differently. Yeah, of course. I, I, I would describe classical music, the the usual development on it, very much as a story. Like it, yeah. it starts slow, grows, it grows, has like the, the point where everything will be decided and then it suddenly like the, 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 the climax or, of the whole piece yeah the climax um but you also have that in pop music i feel like because only because you have a chorus one and a chorus two doesn't mean it's just copy and paste it most yeah. likely the chorus two or chorus three is going to have more energy than the chorus one you know so it's not like you just copy and paste the parts also like you have classical music that has like very very strict structure to it like if you take like a classical sonata form like mm-hmm. it's very strict what's supposed to happen one after another and yeah. i can't i can't remember it on the top of my head but like when you analyze these um like these pieces like there's some there's some strict structure to it as well i this week i had to analyze run to you by whitney houston ah that's fun so to analyze it i felt like it would be better if i learned it first oh yeah for sure so definitely definitely so as i was singing it right a lot of pop songs especially whitney houston type of songs and from her period of time have this but like actually pop music in general they have the the key change that takes it even higher ah what's that like a double chorus beyonce love on top love on top by beyonce has like four for a key changes where it just switches like half steps up every time. Though I, I personally find the key changes kind of annoying in pop songs because I, it's so expected. I think it, it's like everything else. It's like trap hats. 
trap hi-hats. When it first came out, it was, like, super different and a little bit unexpected, and you had this, like, very electronic-sounding hi-hats. But then at some point, everybody's just using it all the time that it's mm -hmm. just expected, like you said it. And at that point, it's just better to do something else or try something new. And I feel like if you did, like, the typical key change thing nowadays... A lot of people would probably be like, that's a bit cheesy, but okay. <laughs> I guess that's also part of the structure because you also have to you also have to think about like where do you place that key change in the song? Mm -hmm. And like you said, a lot of the times it's in between a double chorus or in front of like the last chorus to just give it a little bit extra sauce on top, you know. And uh so I, I guess it also is part of the is part of the structure but something else that that i want to get to is um like i said before you have the whole song as like the biggest piece and then you have the single song parts as the smaller pieces um what i want to get to is something that i feel like doesn't get talked about enough uh in like songwriter and producer circles which is the structure within a song part so mm -hmm. there's like a million ways to structure a chorus if you know what I mean. And like, yeah, yeah. I've talked to you about this a lot um, because like, it's very, I don't know if it's important to me, but I think it's an important tool to have in your toolbox. So how would you, how would you explain to somebody who had no idea about music writing, how you can structure a chorus or how would you, Honestly, how would you structure a chorus? Different question this time. Honestly, when, when I write songs, I don't think about the okay. structure. Until, That's interesting. until after the song is done. Yeah. When you have like a story laid out and some lyrics and some melodies. Um, what I'm really good at is taking that and like going through all of those little pieces. Like, hey, I think the chorus has a great vibe. I think it has a, has a, a good like story arc. But I think just like internally, the chorus itself could be a little more structured. Like, can you repeat that from the beginning and just say it again? I feel like it, you, you kind of need both because f for me it's very difficult to listen to songs who don't have that structure at all like there's some songs that are like a little bit more free-flowing and then there's some songs who are very very structured where even i'm like okay it's kind of boring because at some point it does get boring if it's like always expected like the, the whole structure layout is like all what you expect and then the chorus itself is like all what you expect it just gets boring at some point. But on the other hand, if you just have like a very, very free flowing song and you don't ever know where it's going or where you're going to end up and nothing is ever surprising because you just have no idea what's going on. I think like for me, it's very difficult to listen to like both extremes of that. Well, going back to how to structure a chorus or a verse. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah. So if that's that's also coming from what you just said is knowing what to repeat when and how and what to change in the repetition yeah that's so important for for example there's this uh song i've been listening to and it goes like don't make me get violent i want my ring back baby that's a diamond yep. the line repeats it just repeats one tone lower na 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 and i you think know? that that's that's a great example of changing one thing and leaving other things the same. So like you just said, the the notes themselves change, but the overall, the rhythmic structure doesn't change. 
it's the same rhythm. Mm-hmm. And like the intervallic structure, it's getting really nerdy now, but like the way that the notes move pretty much, are they going to move up and down and how much are they going to move up and down? Um, that also kind of stays the same. The notes aren't the same, but everything else stayed the same. And so you have both elements of, hey, there's something new and unexpected, but also there's something that I can kind of like grab onto and, and don't get lost in the chorus. And there's always mm-hmm. some new shit and there's always new things coming up. That's uh, that's the beauty of knowing how to use a repetition yeah. and how to balance it with yeah. and I something think else. A- after you do it for a long time, it's getting more intuitive because like I'm thinking a lot about these things and at some point like I said before it can feel very planned out Um, but the more you do it I feel like the more you just kind of get it in your blood and I'm not consciously thinking about it anymore okay we're gonna write this song in a a b a c structure or this chorus in a b a c structure I just feel like I want to hear that thing in the beginning again because it was so cool talking about good choruses they can, they don't necessarily have to have a vocal um, or yep, lyrics exactly. to them. It's very difficult to do, to make a great chorus that's memorable, that's singable, but that doesn't have vocals in there. Very <laughs> difficult thing to do. Because, again, like vocals is what people gravitate towards the most, usually. <laughs> and to take the most important part of the song and not put any vocals in there and still make it catchy as hell... It's mm-hmm. difficult. I think what, knowing when to take breaks is another thing that gets overlooked easily. Like I said before, if you put a break where there shouldn't be one, it really does kill the energy. But at the same time, you need breaks. You need room to breathe. Like literally, when you're on stage, sometimes you just need a breath. And yeah. the same thing with listening to music. Sometimes your ears need a breath, too. Mm-hmm. So like breaks, super important. That's another thing that I'm considering a lot when I'm writing songs is how is this going to feel like yeah. on stage? How singable is this on stage? Like you want to entertain an audience after mm-hmm. all with the songs. And I mean, there are a lot of experimental artists like uh, 100 Gek. I was oh, listening to Gek 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 is the fun. Yeah, it's the funniest. But like shit ever. after I've listened to it three times, I kind of started like actually liking and vibing to it. Yeah. Because first time you listen to it, you're like, "What the hell is going on?" I think that's a great example for a song that doesn't have a lot of structure to it, but that's kind of the point of the song. Exactly. You know, it, like it, that song right there doesn't need a lot of structures but at the same time is it a song you would sing along with absolutely not except for the get 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 part (laughs) that's one catchy as hell but like so i think again it's like knowing what you want like it's on a whole album they put a song in there that's just kind of like a fuck you moment and um i think it has its place would it work great live would it work great on like a spotify playlist i highly doubt that so like, what do you want to do with it? What do you want to get out of the song? What's the purpose of the song? It's also important to know when you talk about, like, structuring a song. Well, if we're talking about live, you could just play it in the intro when all the people are getting settled. Yeah, 
like yeah. at that moment the point is not to like get everybody to sing along exactly it's just kind of like to get the vibe started and to get everybody like let everybody know it's starting so again if that's yeah. what you want great don't have a lot of structure in it, it doesn't need it mm-hmm. and if we're i mean of course it wouldn't really work in the spotify playlist unless it's full of experimental songs yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. are similar but, I, but you know i'm talking about, about mm-hmm. more like you know poppy typical yeah, 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 yeah. playlist things and like honestly i think it's a great way to show your artistry mm-hmm. yeah like you don't only need songs that are going to be hits and top oh no absolutely you need to show the world that you are an artist and that you are not afraid to play around with yep. sounds and structures yeah. and you're not afraid to put a song out that is not going to make any sense to a lot of people probably but <laughs> gek, you know gek, 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 sure won't that's for sure yeah I, I i like that i like that explanation of it um going back to like maybe a little bit more traditional structuring um so we we talked about like structuring a course so let's get it like a little bit more into detail what are ways you have a course you have a great mm-hmm. idea what are some ways that you actively might think about in terms of structuring like one idea that you had was taking the same rhythmic line and moving it through the scale so same mm-hmm. rhythmic line same like uh note movement but on a different note that kind of thing like what else can you do with a line to structure it i would say there are a couple things that you can do is you can just have one melody and rhythmic pattern for this phrase and repeat it every time and maybe make a little little change every time when Mm -hmm. you repeat it or you can repeat it four times and just make the last repetition something else i'd I'd actually i'd actually say it in a way that's like say the same thing three times and then do something totally different exactly yeah so that's for example is I think what what Halloween was as an example. Watch me come over, vandalize all your dreams. Sometimes I feel like even the void screams. Now it would be a good time to call the police. Watch me come over. No. Say it again. Police, say it again. I dare you. Halloween. See that? That's what I mean. We had the same thing three times. And then the last time we had a break there, and then just yeah. Halloween, like the the it, break. It, it's not it's not it's not anything yeah. weird, but it really needed that break at that point. You know that rest at that point mm-hmm. because everything else was kind of like going pretty fast. There were a lot of notes, a lot of repetition, and then just have to to have nothing there. Also, I think the instrumentation pretty much dropped out at mm-hmm. that point, and it was just like Halloween. Acapella, well, and then it's going back into the, like all the instruments and instrumentation and that kind of stuff. The breaks is very useful tool for emphasizing what is to mm-hmm. come after yeah. it. So that's what we wanted to do with Halloween. We I wanted think... to emphasize the word Halloween because, it's like, first of all, is the name of the song. Yeah. Not <laughs> that. Not like that would matter so much. But it's the point of the song. I would yeah, say it's, it's, the, it's, it's the, the point. point. Yeah. So, so same thing for like all my producers out there. Um, if you want to, because a lot of people, for example, think that if you want to have like a big impact on a one, 
like EDM song or something. Maybe you don't need to pile more shit on top on the one. Maybe you just have to like give it a rest in front of the one to make the the impact like feel more impactful, I guess. So it, it's the same thing if you say for like a lyric, you want to emphasize a lyric, you want to emphasize a drum hit, you want to emphasize a bass part, give it a rest, give it space, and then make it slap. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to today's episode of Bedroom Artists Talk. Thanks for joining us live on Twitch, if you did. But if you're listening to the audio version of this, remember, we're going live every Sunday at 10 p.m. Central European time. So you can join us live, send in questions. That's what we're doing. If you're listening to the audio version on Apple Podcast, make sure to leave us a five-star review. Leave a positive or negative comment. Please just let us know what you think about this. Uh, on any other platform, just follow us wherever we you get your podcast. Make sure you follow Maddie and I on Twitch, on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube. Did I forget anything? I don't think so. Facebook. Oh yeah, Facebook. <laughs> nah, that was a solid outro. We can we can work with that.